Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Phony gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. Enjoy yourself, man. We're having a good time. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the KIRP Radio Show, baby. Your number one black conservative radio show, talk radio, online, southeastern United States, baby. 5.6, man. We on the way. 5.58, I think it was, a million listeners out there, man. We on our way, baby. Love those numbers, man. I love you guys. Definitely appreciate all the love that you guys show me, man, all the support that I get from folks out there from various backgrounds, various neighborhoods, from all sorts of excuse me, all sorts of attitudes. Um, you know, I got a lot of lot of diversity out there, man. A lot of diverse listeners out there. And uh, you know, it's nothing but love to you guys, man. I really, really, really appreciate it. You get a B I G shout out in my book, man. I really appreciate you guys for rocking with us. 
doing what you do, man, and taking time out of your days or your nights or your evenings or whenever you decide to catch the KRP radio show, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing to me, you know, that to know that I got a lot of people out there who who absolutely support the movement, um, who support the things that I'm doing uh, with a, with a lot of others out there, you know, making a lot of moves, man, you know, uh, creating a lot of new relationships uh, with various people out there. So, you know, definitely B.I.G. shout out to everybody out there who support us, man, because it's not easy in doing what we do. You know, it takes a lot of time to just prepare for one show per week. I mean, a lot of time. And there's a lot of people working into these shows. Uh, there's a lot of phone calls. There's a lot of emails that go back and forth into the show. So, you know, it's it's a lot of work that's being done and a lot of studying, a lot of late nights, um, conversations of all sorts, and uh, a lot of research, man. So, you know, shout out to everybody out there who make us the number one black conservative radio show southeast in the United States, man, because we do a B.I.G. Shout out to my brother Keon, who uh, walks in the room and he's looking at me like, where's the rest of his food? <laughs> walks in the studio like, where's the rest of my food? Because uh, we had some beautiful seafood today, man. Spent time with my little brother today, man, and it was cool, even though he fell asleep on me. And uh, I had more research to do, more work to do. But it's always love, man. It's always a good thing to spend some time with your family. And, and you know, that's something that I actually te- text my other brother. I have another younger brother uh, who's in college as well. And uh, I text him, you know, to, to wish him um, a good game. You know, he, he's a cornerback. He's actually the premier cornerback for a college uh, called Catawba here in North Carolina. So anyway, in Salisbury, North Carolina. So anyway, um, I send Jamal a text, and, you know, for a lot of people who don't know my background, you know, Jamal is my brother um, by way of my father. Uh, we have the same father. I don't do halves. I don't believe in half brother, half sister, whatever you call it. If you're my brother, you're my brother, you're my sister, you're my sister, my cousin, my cousin, whatever. Even if you're an in-law, you're still considered family to me. Um, to an extent, though, you know, sometimes them in-laws be rough, man. Your family's rough, too. But anyway, um, I text my brother just to, to, to tell him, you know, I, hey, man, I, you know, I wish you a good game. Hey, I'm proud of you. You know, you're doing great. You're great. Your grades are good. Your grades are great. Um, you know, you're doing well on the football field, doing exceptionally well in all areas. And, you know, you're doing your thing, you know, because, frankly, man, when, you, when you're doing something positive – no matter the reason that you're doing it, if you're even if you're doing it for monetary reasons or you're doing it for personal values and or you know no matter the reason that you do, if it's just a feel good moment or you want to help somebody or whatever it is in the world, sometimes you want to hear congratulations, uh, good job, job well done, whatever. Me, to be honest, I'm the type of person who's results driven, so I don't per se need to hear the the you know the good job or the job well done but i like to see the results i like to see the fruits of my labor i like to uh look at the statistics you know i try to look at them weekly but i'm getting to them about every 10 days i like to look at the statistics from krp radio and go you know what wow we're doing a good job man everybody's holding it down you know what can we do different how can we help people more how can we talk about more issues who could we bring on the show to shine some light on some situations so you know i'm i'm more results driven but that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that in some areas in my life, I still need to hear job well done or, Hey man, that was pretty cool over there. Or, 
you know, whatever, man, whatever it is to get you going, I get that. So I, I text my brother to let him know that, you know, hey, man, I, I get it. I see what you're doing. And I also tell my brother Keon, I'm like, look, man, you're doing your thing. Keep going. Don't stop. You know, go back to school. Go do this. Do that. I always got ideas for everybody else's life but mine, probably. I got enough ideas for my life. Lord knows I do. I'm doing. I'm a serial entrepreneur times 10. You know, so many businesses, so many jobs, so many ideas, so many things, so many ventures. That's just me because... You know, life is life is pretty long, but at the same time, <clears throat> I feel like life is pretty short. So, you know, pack everything that you can pack into one day, you know, go out there, make something happen. You know, we're blessed with and I, and I often post this this on my Twitter or on my Facebook or whatever. And I, I, I can tell people when I go out to do speeches of sorts or uh, wherever I am, just just random conversations. I often, I often tell people that, hey, you know what? You know, God has done his part, <clears throat> so we need to do ours. You know, I'm I'm not the type of Christian or, or follower of Christ to sit here and say, you know what, I'm waiting on God to give me that job, or I'm waiting on God to give me that car, that house, or I'm waiting on God to do this, I'm waiting on God to do that, and I, I'm not that type of person. So my message to people is, don't wait on God to do something that you can do. Pray for encouragement, pray for understanding, Hope that you're led the way that you need to be led to take care of the things or to do the things that you wish to be done in your life. If it's meant to be, I believe that it'll happen. But I also think that if there's things that you want to do, you got to put forth the effort. Even if it goes against the grain, even if it goes against what people believe, even if it goes against other folks' principles, even if it means you have to walk here or you got to wear the same clothes or you got to sleep. Listen, man, whatever it takes for you to be successful or for you to get the things in life that you desire or that you want, God knows you go hard for that because I believe, and this is this holds true. You can refute it all you like. You know, people can say, hey, you know what? Well, you got to wait on God to do this. Listen, I believe that God has done his part by giving us the understanding the health and the strength to even think, to even come, to, to even believe that we can do or come up with some of the ideas that we come up with, to even have the know-how to go get the information, to even have the health and strength to achieve. I think God has done his part. Sure, he's going to do more. Sure, we need to lean on God. Sure, we need to lean on his understanding. But I think that there are things that we can do in the natural. There are things that we can do in the physical that we can't wait on God for. You know, we can get off our own butts and go make something happen. So I do believe that it's a beautiful thing and, and it's probably needed for most of us, for all of us. Let's let's just keep it real, for all of us to in a certain in in a certain to a certain degree. You know, all of us need encouragement. All of us need uh, um you know uh, congratulations. A job well done, a pat on the back, you know, some assistance and some verbal assistance or just just show somebody some love. Frankly, man, that's, that's really what it means in the end. All of us need to be shown some love. So take the time. If you got folks out here that that want to do a lot of things or you got people out here that desire to do some things and maybe those things are challenging. It could be college. You know, there's a lot of people out here, despite what the statistics say, there's a lot of people out here without jobs. So maybe there's somebody out here that's put in, I think I saw 
I saw where a friend of mine posted that, you know, he put in over 200 job applications between job applications and resumes. I know my best friend, I know another friend of mine down south who went without a job for a while after his business collapsed uh, uh, due to a few unknown circumstances or, uh, uh, you know, a few circumstances beyond his control. You know, his business collapsed and he had to go back in the work field, in the workforce uh, as an employee. So, you know, it took him a long time to get to the point where he was somewhat satisfied, maybe not completely satisfied, maybe not happy, but he'll tell you here and clear right now, hey, at least I have a job. Because he remembers when he didn't have a job, when his business had closed, when he was getting letters from the IRS left and right, which he still is still is today, when everything was falling apart around him, even down to his vehicle, bank account, you name it. Because that's how things happen. That, that's how we're attacked when we're living in light and we're living in the righteous way of life. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's that's how we're attacked. We're attacked by the multitude. We're we're attacked over and over and over on all levels of the playing field. So he remembers when things weren't fair, if you want to put it that way. He remembers when the odds were against him. He remembers when he just didn't have a job, hardly had a dime in his pocket. And when you down on your luck, you often look at everything around you and you sometimes you reminisce and you think back to like the time when you had it. The time when you were really doing it, the time when you were really getting paper, the time when you when your bank account was fat and, and your vacations were good and, and your vacations were plentiful and you would blow money just because you knew you had some on the side or more income coming. You know, it, when, you, when you hit, I won't say rock bottom, but when you're going through something, especially financially and spiritually as well, it, it, I'll say spiritually, definitely over financially, but when you're going through things in those two terms of the matter, when you're going through those type of issues, it makes you look back and wonder where you went wrong. Whether it was, whether if if it was in your control or not, you always look back and wonder, like, damn, I wonder, you know, if I if I just would have did this, you know, that wouldn't have happened. Because you know, we live on cause and effect. Everything that we do basically is a cause and then the effect. There's never the effect that goes back to the cause. There's always a cause and then followed by an effect. So. Sometimes that just doesn't play. Sometimes you're going through things because it's a learning experience. A lot of times I tell people, hey, you know what? We're missing the blessing from what we're going through, waiting on something to happen on the other side. And what I mean by that is, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever heard it before, but I mean, I know I have, um, where people would say, you know what? I know something's good coming because, you know, I'm going through A, B, C, D, E, and F. Or I know God has something for me at the end because I'm going through this, that, 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 and the third. Well, sometimes your blessing isn't the lesson. Sometimes your blessing is what you're going through and, and being able to make it out of that because you don't know who you have to tell about that experience, if anybody. You know, you don't know where your life would have been had you not gone through that that experience. I know some of you out there right now are thinking, man, I remember the time I went through that. Thank God I went through that circumstance or that situation because had I not, I wouldn't know what I know now or I wouldn't have realized what I know now. And sometimes the blessing is in the lesson. So, you know, anyway, man, I just got to go back and, and you know, I, I know I get off cue. You guys know how I do, man. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. 
um, things that I'm talking about is, is definitely passionate for me. It, it's always uh, it's always first person. You know, I, when I when I post things on my blog or I post things on Facebook or Twitter or KRP blog or, or wherever I am or wh- whatever I'm doing in terms of speaking to the general public or speaking to the masses, whether it's posting on the blog or a motivational speech somewhere, um, 90% of the time what I'm talking about is coming from my life or coming from somebody um, very dear to me and 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 an experience and an experience that I know about that we may have talked about. I don't put folks business out there because that's just not what I do. But in in terms of understanding the whole the the whole the situation that whole, you know, from the outside into someone else's situation, I talk about those things because you never know who's going to benefit from it. You never know who's going to be blessed from it. You never know who needs to hear that. But 90% of the times when I'm talking about things, I'm talking about them first person. I'm talking about things that happen in my life or things that I'm going through or the emotions that I'm feeling, the communications that I've had, you know, the situations that I'm currently in. You know, a lot of times I'm talking about things first person. So, you know, it's easy for me to be passionate about the things that I'm talking about. It's easy for me to get loud or cry or or, or get loud or, or get mad or whatever you might call it. It's easy for me to act out those emotions because the things that I'm talking about are first person, it's real, I feel some kind of way about it, and it's emotional. I try not to get let my emotions overshadow the truth or overshadow what needs to be displayed or what needs to be said to people because sometimes your emotions will get in the way. But at the end of the day, as I always tell folks, it's God or bust. You know, the things that we're comfortable about, the, the things that feel good the most, the things that we, we want to, uh, that shelters us, sometimes aren't reality. Sometimes it's not truth. So tonight, that's uh, that's a little bit what we're going to talk about, man. We're going to talk about some reality. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, graphics versus reality or audio, video, entertainment versus reality because there's a lot of things going out going on out here in the society. Uh there's a lot of stories out there that I've been reading, a lot of stories that people have been sharing. I get a I get a lot of email from people asking for help or prayer or or to lead them to, you know, resources where they can help themselves or they can help somebody else. I get a lot of email or or messages about that. So, you know, tonight that's what we're going to talk about, man. A little bit of reality versus uh audio, video, entertainment, graphics, video games, and what may have you. You know, I, I think it's very important that we cross that bridge tonight. And we're also going to talk about a couple of other stories, man. We're going to talk about some headline news. There's some things that's going on in the media that I feel like need that I feel like needs more attention than, than just the vice president debate. Or it needs more attention than the presidential debate or the presidential race or, you know, any political matter. There's some things that we're going through in our communities that people are going through that we know that we see every day that we interact with, that we go to school with. There's some things that are going on that we need to talk about that needs to be talked about, that we need to sit down with our children. We need to sit down with our spouse. We need to sit down with whoever our significant other girlfriend, boyfriends, brother, sister, cousin, aunt, grandma, granddad, whatever. We need to sit down with people and talk about some of the things that people are going through in our communities before they affect us and not afterwards. So, you know, 
we're gonna we're gonna cross that bridge. We're gonna go. We're gonna talk about some headline news, and uh, you know we're gonna get into it. Right now, I gotta go to commercial, man. Thank you guys for listening to an early hour because we had to go early tonight. We're, we're being broadcast on another network. I guess it, it to them it may be a trial basis. I probably piss them off. I'm probably talking about God too much already for them. It is what it is, man. This is what I do. I own this network for a reason, and uh, I can talk about what I want to talk about. But anyway, I'll, I'll cater to people, man. I'll, I'll definitely entertain business propositions or proposals and what may have you. So uh, we're broadcasting live on the West Coast, man, and um, I can't use the call letters yet because they're not mine to use. But uh, we get the first hour on the air over there. So if you guys are listening to me on the West Coast, man, shout out to all my West Coast listeners out there. Check us out, folks, if you want to look us up after the show or maybe you want to find out more about who I am or what this radio show is and what we represent. Log on to www.kirpradioshow.com. That's our website. That's where you'll get more information about the show. Um, you know, some videos, some news that we share. It's a lot of different things on there, man, where you can just learn more about KRP Radio. You know, you rock with us, man. That's what we want to do. Also, if you guys are on Facebook, hit us up on Facebook. That's Facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. And you can also hit us up on Twitter. At symbol KRP Radio Show. That's the show. At symbol NC Pudgy. That's me. As I always tell people, don't be surprised on what I might say, man. I'm human. I have a good time. I don't know about everybody else. But Pudgy's going to have a good time. P, that's what I do. Like, you got one life to live, man, and I'm going to live it good while I'm here. So shout out to everybody out there on my Twitter feeds, man. I'll try to get some specific shout outs later. Right now, I give a special shout out to my brother at Kevin Daniels 5. Kevin Daniels 5, man. That's my brother, B.I.G. We do big things out here, man. Shout out to my sister at Sonny Johnson. You guys know who she is, man. If you don't look her up, she's on Twitter. Motivational speaker, man. Part of TeamBrightBart.com. She does her thing out here as well. Sonny Johnson. Look her up. Shout out to my family, man. Everybody out there. Miller family. B.I.G. Shout out to my grandfather. Celebrating. How many years? I'm not sure how many years, but it's his church anniversary today. Over 25. Maybe this might be his 30th year. I'm not really sure, but shout out to my grandfather. I'm so, 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 so sorry I couldn't be there today. Shout out to my grandfather.
The number one online music tournament encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then... Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Across America, the NFL and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org. K-I-R-P Radio! I believe you can tell a lot about our governor and lieutenant governor by the way they lead our state. We have great challenges facing us and need strong, courageous, visionary leadership to see us through. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor. As an architect, senior partner, and office president of the state's largest design firm, I was accustomed to solving complex problems for my clients. Architects are creative problem solvers, and that's what we need more of in Raleigh. And we need more business leaders, not more politicians. Over the past 10 months, I've visited the majority of the counties in North Carolina multiple times, I've traveled over 80,000 miles, listened to thousands of North Carolinians share their solutions to the challenges we face. Did you know North Carolina ranks 41st in the nation in K-12 education, 36th in graduation rate, 43rd in unemployment, 38th in business tax climate, 42nd in illegal immigration? This is just not acceptable. I believe it's time to look at the failed policies of our current governor and lieutenant governor and demand real leadership for North Carolina. As your next lieutenant governor, I will tackle these issues head on and provide the strong, courageous, and visionary leadership needed to lead our state through these challenging times. Over the next few months, I'll be sharing solutions to these challenges, and I hope you will take the time to share them with your friends and family and give me your feedback. I believe we can turn America around. And I believe we should start right here in North Carolina. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor, and I ask for your support. Run, Forrest, run!
Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to the KIRP radio show, baby. The number one black conservative radio show, Southeastern United States, and we do it B-I-G. When I heard that Black Moon, I don't see, I, y'all don't know who Black Moon is. I know most of my listeners out there. Well, some of y'all might know who Black Moon is because that's real hip-hop right there, man. That's real hip-hop. That make, I almost wanted to rap. I almost kicked the verse on that one. Woo! Man, I got to, let me let me gather myself. I'd have been talking about Jesus, though. Y'all wouldn't have liked that. I'd have been rapping like Jesus, talking about something we need to fix or something we need to correct. And people would have been criticizing me about rapping and talking about Jesus, man. People be tripping. Anyway, welcome back, everybody, to the KLP Radio Show. I, I guess I was mumbling because that was my thoughts. I was just, sometimes you do that, man. Sometimes I, I, I watch things or I'm just thinking about something that's on the top of my head. And, yeah, I, I say it out loud. And, and it's offensive a lot of times. I mean, I might. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, God, I might call somebody ugly or something. I'd be like, you know, you look like Raekwon from the Wu-Tang or something. I I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, sometimes I just just go there. Sometimes I push the envelope. And it's not always good. And, uh, you know, that's just who we is, man. Who we are. Who we is. I sound like Kunta that time. I must have been the Kunta slave jumping to me. But anyway, (laughs) it's... uh. 7.29 7.29 p.m., man. I told you guys we're broadcasting live on the East Coast, I might add. We're broadcasting live an hour early, uh, you know, doing a trial run with a, another radio station right now. I can't really say their call letters, but shout out to you guys out there for listening to the KRP Radio Show, man. If you guys want to hit us up online, KIRPRadioShow.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook. We try to post most of the topics on there, even though normally I'm doing it myself, but it's all good. Got people that help me through the week, and, you know, that's cool. But anyway, uh, it's Facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. You can also hit us up on Twitter with some lines. We try to get to our Twitter feeds after the show. Not always able to get to the Twitter feeds during the show. Uh, we try to get to the Twitter feeds after the show, but, hey, you never know what might happen. So if you're on Twitter, at symbol K-I-R-P Radio Show, or at symbol N-C Pudgy, that's me. You're definitely not going to get a reply from me hardly ever during the show because I can't haul. I'm not going to do this and try to tweet at the same time. That's just crazy. I, my mind wouldn't be in it because if you're looking at Twitter, there's a lot of things out there, man. It's just crazy. People are living their lives reckless. Folks out there, but neck, bucket naked on Twitter. There's some, there's some kids' mamas out there, man. I know if, if I was a kid in, like, elementary and middle school today, and my mom had me young. So let's say if my mom was between the age of, let me see, 35 and 40, okay, you could have a child in middle school today. And and from what I see, there's a lot of 35, 36. You know, forget that. There's a lot of 18 and upward adults out there that just live their lives reckless online. As if online is not a reality to the rest of the world today, I don't know what people think. People act like their pictures online aren't going to get around. Or they act like the things that they say online is not going to be repeated. Or or some magical wand is just going to come by and swoop, whoop it offline and then nobody will ever see it again. Y'all got to get control of your life, man. Get control of yourselves because I know for a fact with some of the things that I see, and, and some friends that I grew up with and, and the things that I read or the pictures that I, I view. And and it, it's like I know the kids got to be embarrassed. I mean, you put yourself and your parents. Parents, if you're listening out there right now to all my parents that are online. See, this wasn't even this wasn't even something we were going to talk about on the show, man. We we're going to talk about bullying. I'll get to that in a second because some of you, some of you parents 
are the reason your kids are getting bullied. As a matter of fact, I mean, how would you feel you walk into... I got to stand up. I can't, I can't sit down no more. I'm hitting the microphone. Y'all got me crunk. I'm crunk like Lil John with the shades off. Y'all ain't never seen Lil John with the shades off. It was tragedy. Anyway, listen, it's like this. If I was a kid in the 6th, 7th, 8th grade, 5th grade, 4th, whatever, at any age where you where you would mingle with other kids in a large area, like you know how you go to the gym in the mornings or you, you go to a, a, a home ec class or PE or something, at any age like that where kids can get online and actually comprehend what's going on, and trust me, folks, some of your 5th graders are online and they're living just as reckless as you are because they see you doing it. That matter, by the way, but anyway, if if I was a kid in in at at one of those ages, and I had to deal with my mom's, I'm talking about my mom. Like you love your mom, guys. You know, I'm saying, what's wrong with people? We we love our moms. I mean, there's a special place in our heart for our moms. So moms, like, why y'all living so reckless, man? What's going on? Why are you embarrassing your kids out there, moms? What's going on? Like, I know I got five children. I know your kids give you enough attention. Enough attention. I know they do. Kids are always, mama, 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 daddy, 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 can I, can I, can I, go, 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 give me, give me, give me. Kids are always showing you all this attention. So why y'all tripping on Facebook and Twitter and, and tagged? And, man, it's, it's crazy. People are reckless. I've seen some of my family members out there tripping. <laughs> You can't post butt naked pictures on Facebook or have naked bucket naked pictures bent over. I mean, that's my favorite one, man. I'm listen. I'm not knocking nobody, man. You know what, you guys? If you love yourself and you feel like you're beautiful, by all means, do what you please. I listen. I want you to love yourself, right? I want you to love yourself. I want you to feel good about yourself. I want you to flaunt your beauty. I want the whole world to know you're a beautiful girl. I hear you. And I'm gonna get on the I'm gonna get on the guys in a minute. But I'm just I'm just talking to the moms right now. Because I, I'm I'm 33 years old and there's a lot of people that I grew up with. And I gotta keep it funky. I gotta keep it real. Y'all online living your life reckless. And if your child isn't old enough right now to understand what's going on, they will. So when are you going to clean it up? It's not like the stuff is going to go away. I'm, I don't know if y'all paid attention or not, but if you really look at Facebook for which it stands, if you really look at like Facebook, I'm not even going to get on Twitter because Twitter is really trying to expose you. That's what Twitter does. Like we got, I got, I got people that I went to school with, or, or people that I know, or, or, or frankly, let's put it like this: we got people out there that are on Twitter competing with the strippers. And competing with the porn stars on having the sexiest picture. How you? How in the? How in the? How can you? You can't compete with a porn star, man. Like I, I wish I could shake the hell out of some of y'all right now. I grab you by your shoulders and ragdoll, shake it, shake it. Like you can't, you can't compete with somebody who's willing to get butt ass naked. How you gonna compete with that? You got to go all in. It's like poker. The, the porn stars go all in. And they got video to, to, to prove it. So why do we got like high school girls or, or 20-somethings parents or 30-somethings, 40-somethings, 50-somethings? I've seen the 50-somethings parents or grandparents out there trying to compete with 
the porn stars and the strippers and the dancers on who can be more sexy. I don't understand. I got let me go let me go to a caller, man. Yo, you I don't get it, y'all. I'm trying to figure out what's going on, man. Calling you on the air with Pudgy, man. Who's this, man? What's up? Uh, it's Lori. How are you, Lori? I'm good. I think I think people just need to get busy. They need they need to find something to do. I'm I'm I don't get it. <laughs> I can't get it. Like, you can't. It's like I, I don't. Man, I'm speechless almost. I'm trying my best to find the words, and, and, and trust me, it, it doesn't take me. I always have the words for something, whether it's right or wrong. I'm always running my mouth about something. But this stuff is absolutely crazy. Like, parents are causing the troubles for their children because there are other kids on here that goes, hey, because you, most of the time, Lori, if you look at like like a Facebook, let's say the social media is crazy. So right right now, social media is in everyone's life. Let's just face it; it's a part of life now. It's something we got to learn to deal with if we haven't already, and and it's just a part of the way that we live and interact in this society now today. So there are a lot of kids out there. For example, my kids could say, "Hey, there's Miss Lori. Let me add her. Hey, Miss Lori, how are you? This is uh, this is Jayla Miller." And and then when they click on your page, it's like you butt naked, you you got your back, and you, you're looking over your butt, and you're bending over, and, you know, you got all that. I mean, I'm not knocking anybody trying to be sexy. I say do your thing, and maybe the kids shouldn't be on your page, but the reality is someone out there is seeing this nonsense. And it's just, it's like we got to, as parents, as parents now, you got to learn to control it a little bit. What, what do you think about that, Laura? Well, I mean... Adult women are are, listen, are watching, um, you know, Housewives of New York. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And and we've become numb to this stuff. We're all competing with each other. It's funny you say numb to this stuff because I, I what I was just saying now is, is kind of my soapbox. But what we really were talking about tonight was uh, reality versus well, what's real. Versus audio, video, graphics, meaning video games and entertainment, and and it's a discussion that I had with some friends, and and you know it ended up being uh, produced on the show tonight. So here's a question that I have: If you go back some years ago in terms of just movies, I won't even get on, on video games yet, but just speaking in terms of movies, movies have pushed the envelope. If you look back at like the first Friday the Thirteenth. You really didn't see anybody getting killed. They just didn't show that. They showed the, the, the motion. You know, you knew what was going on, but you just didn't see it. So if you fast forward 20-something years later, there's nothing that you can't see. It, it's like the murder, the death, the kill, the horror. I don't even think they can create a new way to kill somebody and show us on TV. So to me... I think that society is getting numb to this stuff because they already see it. I know, I, I get it, you know, that they're, they're not physically going through it, but when you compare the movies and add in the video games and all the reality shows and the, the, the crime shows, we're actually, if you've never seen a dead body before or someone dead in, in real life, it's rare today because you see it on TV so often. So what I'm afraid of is the cause and effect of this. 
you know, is this the reason our kids are acting out so much? Is this the reason why folks have no problem? Is this the reason why we have so many serial killers today or so many multiple slayings and, and suicide bombers and your name? And I mean, what's really going on out here? What's your take on all that, Lord? Well, I remember about 10 years ago on talk shows and everything, the whole, all the subject matter was, don't you think it's kind of odd that people are blogging about their personal lives? and showing off their pictures and putting up all these photos, isn't it odd? Don't, don't, does anybody have a sense of privacy any longer? And now, I have, no. it's, just, it's just blown up. Nobody even thinks twice about it. Nobody even bats an eye. It's now a part of our life. You know? Do, do, you, think, do you think it dumbs down society? I mean, do, do you think yeah. that? People are numb to it now, to the fact that, to the point where they could probably do it, where they probably could kill somebody without feeling the remorse that they once would have felt as a society? Pudgy, did you ever get to see The Hunger Games? No, I, I didn't see it. I didn't. Okay, I thought reading the book would have been sufficient, and my teenage daughter brought me to the film, and I was, I didn't like it. I was sickened by it. I thought it was disgusting that the whole film was centered on glorifying murder. And really? these teenagers are watching it over and over and over, and I'm having this discussion with these teenagers. Why is it okay? And they all want to explain it away, and they're like, well, it's just a film. And I'm like, well, what is the next level? I mean, these people in this film, these kids, these teenage kids, are killing themselves in a game. Wow. And I'm like, what's What's next? I mean, it's getting worse all the time. What next? What is next? What are you going to accept? Well, that's where I am with it, and and that's kind of the reason why I wanted to have this show to talk about uh, how society is feeling now. And, and and it seems like to me society doesn't feel any remorse anymore. Um, it seems like they have. And I say they, but I'll say, you know, between movies and just the way society has evolved, I guess. I can't blame it on any particular entity, but it just seems like it's it's an acceptable uh, reality. And, and death is – if you're a coroner, you know, naturally you would feel differently about death than, than you and I. Or, or maybe, you know, someone who deals with death or a funeral director, or, you know, if you're around it all the time, naturally you're going to feel different about it. But, you know, like I was I was just telling my kids today, I said, you know, you guys have video games that shows the same kind of uh, uh, murder, death, kill that people are walking around here crazy because they saw in Vietnam. And that that's just amazing to me that, you know, people, we want more. Society wants more. They want more. They want more. And these video games, they push the envelope and push it. The movies, they push it. They push it. They push it. And it's like everybody's looking at this stuff, and it's making it easier for them to be able to do it, I believe. I don't I don't know if I'm wrong about it, but that, that's just what I think about it. What do you think, Pudgy? Do you think kids will act out if they, if they have, like, um, access and exposure to this stuff, like, Absolutely. Because that's a big debate today. You know, that's that's a big debate because it comes down to uh, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. You know, but where do you draw the line? Do you think we are what we watch, what we take in, what we consume? Yeah, absolutely. 
I, I absolutely people listen, I'm I'm from the hip hop era, the rap era, and I love it. I still like it because I was in the business, the entertainment, I grew up on it. It is what it is, but if you look at it today, music is always a reflection of what's going on. And what's going on is always a reflection of music somehow, some way, because people talk about their real life experiences in movies. And once upon a time, I didn't want to believe that the violence in music perpetuated actions. I just didn't want to believe it because I didn't want to be responsible. I didn't want the thing that I liked to be responsible for what's going on in a society, especially the failure of a society. But the truth of the matter, it, it, it does. The truth of the matter is it is. If you if you got kids listening to music that always perpetuates sex or or the glor it glorifies drugs, it glorifies money, glorifies sex, glorifies battering women, it glorifies having big cars, big homes. If you look at sports, the entertainers, this is the lives that they live. And and in a society we pay them. You know, people always complain and say, you know, these entertainers make too much money. These sports figures make too much money. Well, the money that they make is from us, the consumer. We pay them because we want more of what they do. We want to see more. We want to experience more. We want to feel more. We want to yell more. and We crave that stuff. So here we are today, and all music almost across the board perpetuates a lot of sex, and it, and it glorifies money. Yeah. So I, I, agree. I just I just think I think that's where we are. I think that's where society is and people don't want to people don't want to accept it because they like the music or they're in the music or they they're of the genre, but it's just reality, it's just the truth. So in terms of these movies and this entertainment and all this violence that we see, I think it's the same thing. That's just what right. I believe. Just like abortion. I mean, we just we're the we're the we making excuses all the time for all kinds of things in life right now. We're just making excuses, you know? It's always a cop-out, Lori. I don't know. We we got to... It's true. Well, listen, Lori, you got to give a shout-out because that's what we do, man, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab another caller here in just a second, so please give you a shout-out. Thank you, Pudgy. Right, you are, did you give your shout out though? You, you didn't give your shout out. We can't let you go. We'd be here all night. <laughs> what do you want? I don't know. <laughs> you got to show somebody some love out there. Yes. Huh? You got to tell somebody oh. uh, hello. You got to yeah, yeah. give somebody I, a shout out. I want to give a shout out to all my friends that are working in grassroots right now because they care. That's all I want to do. I like that. See? Show somebody some love. I appreciate that, Lori. Thanks for the call. And uh, keep listening. Okay, thank you, Pudgy. Bye. Are you welcome? So, folks, that that's the ultimate question right now. I mean, this is just part of what we're talking about here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share a couple of stories here in just a few minutes. Uh, there's some things that's been going on that I don't like and that are overshadowed, and you know, people just aren't talking about things in the community. We would rather talk about political debates, and and, and I mind you, a lot of the times I'm talking politics with people who have no clue. You know, no disrespect to anybody, no knock to anybody, but they have no clue about what's really going on. No research, no background, no history, no facts. Only a couple blog entries or a couple Facebook posts or and a lot of times the information that they give you are coming from the websites of those entities. So of course it's not gonna be biased. You know, no 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 politician is gonna post something on this website that, that would even come close to painting him wrong. So, you know, everything that they post 
on these websites that are supported by these candidates or that are supported by these entities or these people with the best interest of themselves are on their sites. So, you know, a lot of the times people will rather talk about politics and they want to they want to scream and cry and talk about the things that they've read on their candidates website and try to call you a lot when you're getting information from the rooter, from the source or from the state house or where, what may have you. So I don't know, man. I just think right now we need to talk about more things that are going on in our community. I know we got the presidential debate coming up this week. We'll talk about that here soon, just briefly. But right now, we need to talk about the things that are happening in our community. Going to another caller right now out of the 202. Caller, you on the air live with Pudgy. What's up? Can't hear you, call. I hear your phone's breaking up. Something. Man, it sounds like Mickey Mouse. Is this Mickey Mouse? All right, I'm just kidding. Let me move on. Let me move on. I got another caller right here. Uh, Disciple one. What's up, my brother? What's going on? What's going on there, Pudgy? Hey man, I feel good, man. Glad you could call in. Yeah, you know, you know, I, y- y'all was y'all was stepping to all, all this stuff. You know, I had to jump on in the mix on this one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, a you, whole lot going on out here, brother. You know what I'm saying? You, let me tell you something. I know I see so many people out here. They wilding out. You say you don't have the words for it. Hear the words. They wilding out. That's what it is, too. They exactly. wilding out. You got grandmama in them. They wilding out. Mama and them, wilding out. Aunt Lucy and them, they wilding out. What's up with that? Listen, brother, What what's up with these people? And, and, and I know it's guys, too, because I'm going I'm to I'm get the guys in. Please don't let me forget. I'm going to get the guys. We're going to get on them. No, let me. Oh, oh, well, look, the, they, they, I know they, they wilding out, too. But they, but that's a whole not, that's a whole other reason why they wilding out. But why why are these people wilding out? I'm going to tell you why they wilding out. The reason why they wilding out is because the pastors are wilding out. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm gonna go there. Uh oh. <laughs> I didn't have that one on the list tonight, but please, my brother, please do get on that topic right there. Okay, cause see, I'm see you. I'm from the West Coast, right? All right. So I know I know what you're talking about. All right. Yeah, you do. These these folks these folks these folks out here they buck they straight up buck wild. Now we all know we all know about Eddie and Creflo and Benny and whatnot and all that. Now, now understand something. If you ain't preaching the word, then what you preaching? <laughs> uh oh. You preaching another man's doctrine, which is gonna make you gonna jump out here and do some stuff that you normally ain't gonna do. Now the girlfriends, the, the girlfriends, uh, uh, take on the Hunger Games. Now, mm-hmm. me personally, mm-hmm. I ain't never seen it. Me but, either. but if you if you've ever seen Logan's Run, it's an updated version. Wow. Now, now, have you ever seen Logan's Run? No, I was about to say I've, I've never seen Logan's Run. That I can't oh, remember. Lord. That I can't. Oh remember. man, that was that was that was back in '76. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's about a futuristic futuristic society where nobody lives over the age of thirty because they kill them off. Oh. But Whoa. they they but they but they make it all sweet and they make it all nice like you gonna get renewed like you like you in some reincarnation thing. No, they gonna they straight up just gonna kill you off. Is that where we are in the society now? Because I, yes. If, I, if you if you look at all the things that are going yes. on, you know I, I won't yes. get on my soapboxes, but it, it, it's like get on it because if you don't, I will. Well, abortion. Um, no political party that really stands for. The divinity of God. Here, here, here's a, you know what's the funny thing about abortion. Here's the funny thing about abortion. 
you you have a lot of folk out here that are talking about that they they're that they're pro choice but they can't understand why social security is going in the toilet here's the reason why here's the reason why the two are work together mm-hmm. the way social security works is that social security is paid in by the future generation so that the present generation can live off of it That's if right. you kill the future generation what does the present generation got to live on <laughs> wow that's kind and of deep the, right there. And understand something. There was fifty million five zero fifty million children killed since seventy three in this country alone. Jesus. And we understand and we're asking why are we asking our politicians why Social Security is broke? The reason why it's broke, ladies, is between your legs. Fifty million kids. Dead. Dead. Wow. The reason the reason why it's broke was right between your legs. You killed them before they got out. Let me let me let me reshape the conversation. Uh, welcome but, to KRP Radio Show, folks. I know we got <laughs> we got our new listeners on, man. And uh, we started early tonight because we, we're doing a trial run with the with the West Coast uh, small station over there or, or production group or whatever they want to call themselves. But shout out to you. No disrespect to you guys. Uh, we do entertain folks, and we started an hour early. But anyway, we're talking about truth versus reality versus entertainment, politics, you name it. Tonight is a free-for-all, man. Open mic. Call in and share your stories, your experiences, whatever. We'll get everybody on tonight if we can. Um, I'm on with the Disciple One. He's rocking with me for a while here. Shout out to the West Coast. Um, listen, brother, I just want to reshape things here just a second because... Now, if I got too deep, I apologize. No, 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 no. We don't, you don't, we don't apologize for being who we are on the show. No, nah, do that. Think about it. You, I mean, you the host, so we got to flow how you got to flow. Yeah, bro, but I, I keep it. It's called keeping it real with Pudgy. So you say what's All on right. your mind and what's on your heart and what's on your soul, and you don't got to apologize for it. Definitely not to me or my listeners and anybody who don't like it. I love y'all, but just catch the next show. But anyway, <laughs> um, listen, I just saw a story that that. That puzzled me a little bit. I, I guess it puzzled me a lot. It's a straight Christian man comes out and he pretended to be gay. You, you get that? Straight Christian man comes out and pretends to be gay. All right. So now, w- what was his purpose? Well, he wanted to go inside the homosexual community and find out. The ins and the outs, or you know how people live and how they really feel, and you know, I, I guess he was trying to do something positive to okay. maybe tell the story of how homosexual people live being in the closet. His name okay. was Timothy Curick, I think that's right. Okay. Timothy Curick. Uh, he came out to his family and friends. He lived as a gay man. Uh, for a year in order to experience what life was like as a LGB person, as they say. All right. Uh, the Liberty, he, he graduated from Liberty College. He, you know, he learned to be afraid of God in church, he says. And uh, he said the loving thing to do was tell his tell his friend uh, who is gay, hey, listen, if you're an abomination, I need you to repent and go to heaven. So he said he absolutely believed in that, and, and he locked and stood with that, with like locked in a barrel. He said, but uh, four years ago, a lesbian acquaintance of his relayed the story of how her family rejected her and came out to to him, and uh, he was moved to take action. So 
he says he feels he feels that guy really kicked him in the gut. He says she was crying in his arms, and instead okay. of being there for her, all he could think about was arguments to convert her. So that's when he decided to go undercover, and he came out as a gay man, came out to everybody, told his mom, told everybody he was gay, but he really wasn't. He was a Christian man. And uh, after one year living in the closet, you know, he says he really understands now that it's nothing compared to what he went through is nothing compared to the true experience of the average gay and lesbian. Uh, he said people are never, he said they're never able to say that it's going to be, you know, 12 more weeks or eight more months or six more months before they get to be them again. So this is the society we live, man. Yeah. It, it, it's it's like I assume that people who are homosexual don't feel comfortable coming out of the closet because it's against the grain. And I, I know I did a show some years, um, last year sometime, about, you know, the 5,000 teens, 5,000 5, gay teens who commit suicide in a, in a year's time. And, okay. and no, no one's reaching out to them. So, you know, I know uh, that's a whole lot going on. But what, what do you think about the whole the scope of all this? Because to me, I'm looking I'm looking at everything as a whole entertainment, the homosexual agenda, uh, you know, the suicides, the bullying. You know, I'm looking at all this stuff. And I, and I do believe everything is a cause and effect. But I'm looking at all these things. And, and it makes me wonder, like, you know, where is society? Where's the fix to our society? Because there's so many things negatively going on that I just can barely see the positive coming through. I can barely see the positive shining through all of this. So it seems as though our society is failing and we're doomed. What would you say to that? Okay. You, if you're thinking that everything is connected, you're right. It is. How is it connected? It's connected through a worldview. There are only two types of worldviews that you could have. You either have a biblical worldview or you have a non-biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just that simple. Mm-hmm. And and the thing about it is, most people don't understand what a worldview is. And let me just go ahead and just give you a down and dirty definition. A worldview is, or let me rephrase that, a what a biblical worldview is, because most most church folk don't even know what a biblical worldview is. So <laughs> let me just get down and dirty and give you a down and dirty definition of what a biblical worldview is. Okay. A biblical worldview is simply this: your view of the world through the lens of Scripture. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's not hemming and hawing and speaking in tongues and all that. Biblical worldview is simply this. Your view of the world through the lens of Scripture. That's it. Now, dealing with homeboy who went undercover, number one, (laughs) was led to go undercover. In my opinion, no, because God would never never tell you to go commit an abomination. So what he did was a flesh move. Now, if he didn't if he didn't get sucked into the lifestyle, you know, after he infiltrated it, then that was by God's grace. Well, but that read, was a straight up move. Read, reading the story, uh, you know, he he goes on to say that uh, he he actually lived uh, with a friend of his that was gay, and and that friend of his posed as his boyfriend. And yeah, I, listen, there's a All lot of things you have to ask yourself: posed or was? Right, because, right, because. Because, like I said, when you're dealing when you're dealing in in a in a field such as homosexuality, lesbianism, bisexual, transgenderism, you are dealing not only in the lifestyle, you are dealing with the spirit behind it. And if you are dealing with the spirit behind it, you had better be sent by God. If you were not, 
then you have opened yourself up to some demonic forces. Yes, I said exorcist, demonic, you got it. That's what I'm talking about. You are opening yourself up to some demonic forces where it can it can not only hurt your chances to live on this earth, it could hurt your chances in eternity also. Because you can get corrupted and jump the other and jump to the other side. And that goes off into a whole nother subject, and we ain't got time for that. <laughs> you listen to the KRP Radio Show, man. The Disciple went on with Pudgy at Simple KRP Radio Show at Simple NC Pudgy KRP Radio Show dot com. That's how you can catch the show. Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. Hit one. You got a comment? What were you about to say, brother? I'm sorry, I had to do the call letters. No, I know you had. To, I know you had to do what you got to do. It's five o'clock. I get it. I get it. So, but what what I'm saying is, is that. So I don't I don't necessarily believe that this man was called by God to do what he was doing. Secondly, we have to understand that there is an agenda going on within that community. And that community is sim- is, is the agenda is one thing and it's one thing only. It is credibility. They are trying to get credibility in our society to say that what they are doing is just as normal as what you and I do. Because if it lends credibility, it lends acceptance. If it lends acceptance, then you have no room. You have no need for God. Wow. I think you just so said it all. Right. So people have to understand that. So there. So there is a serious agenda that the that the homosexual, lesbian, bisexual, transgender community are into. They're not going to tell you what that is, but that's what the, that's what this is. That is what DOMA is all about. That is what Proposition Eight in California is all about. And I could get off into a whole nother subject about that because most people don't have a clue about Proposition Eight and what is really going on. Yeah, Cali man, you guys, y'all, as the kids say, y'all went ham out there with Prop Eight, man. It's going down. But see, most folk don't understand. Most folk don't understand the 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 LGBT has had the has had the rights they've been asking for since two thousand three. Right. They don't. Most people don't know that. They they've been wanting the same. They want the they want the equal rights as married couples do. In other words, you can put your you can put your you can put your your, your friend on. On, on your on your on your medical on your medical you can put them on your dental you can visit them in the hospital you can have power attorney they've had all that since 2003 so, so what's all the prop, what's all the prop 8 stuff about i'll tell you the prop 8 stuff is about credibility what what do you mean credibility if you understand what prop 8 really means mm-hmm. and you understand what the law really says under California, under California Family Code Section 308.5, mm-hmm. it basically says only marriage between a man and a woman is valid or recognized in the state of California. That's mm-hmm. all it says. Right. Now, if you go into Section 295 and 295.7 of the California Family Code, it deals with domestic partners and the registry thereof, and it tells you that you that under 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 that statute that. That LGBTs, lesbians, gays, bisexual, transgenders have all the same rights that a spouse has. Spouse meaning married person in the legal terms. You can find that under 290, section 295 and 295.7. 295 talks about who is eligible. 297 talks about the 295.7 talks about the benefits. The only two the, there's only two groups of people that are eligible for domestic partnership. 
Number one, you had to be a same-sex couple. Number two, you had to be an opposite-sex couple where one of them has to be on Social Security. Most people don't know that. The mainstream media will not tell you that. You have to look that up. This goes back to 2 Timothy 2.15, to study your study to be approved, work and not be ashamed, rightly divide the word of truth. So, all right, in a nutshell, let, let's say overall. Like overall, yes. so what's going on is, let me go back to your original comment. You okay. said a biblical worldview or – worldview. Part of a biblical worldview – is that you go out here and you you go out here and you elect and hold accountable those that are in authority over you through the lens of scripture. So that means how how on the planet can you who says you're a Christian, who says you believe in God, who says you believe in the blood, the cross, the resurrection, ascension, and soon return, can go out here and vote for somebody like Barack Obama, who has gone out here on record in the Illinois State Senate and voted in favor of the Born Alive Act where a woman can have a botched abortion and can leave the, leave the fetus on the table to die by itself un, unaided by any medical attention. He did this four times in the Illinois State, State Senate. He also said in 2008 that, 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 uh, that, the gay, that the LGBT and Planned Parenthood has a friend in the White House. Now, that being all said, on top of in 2008 where he did, the, he did a, uh, a debate with John McCain, he yeah. said in Rick Warren's church at Saddleback in Southern California, the question was asked, when does life begin? And his answer was, I cannot, say, I cannot give you an answer for it's above my pay grade, but yet he calls himself a Christian. Oof. KRPRadioShow.com. Three months later, the nation elects this man to hold the highest office in the land. So the question is, based on everything that I just tell you, mm-hmm. based on everything that I just said, uh-huh. do you honestly believe that Barack Obama has a biblical worldview? No. Then why would you? Then why would we go out here and try to vote for him again? Because it's it's the same thing as all those other things that we were talking about. All those other entities. The all the the movies, the video games, the social media—it all goes hand in hand. And, Correct. And the, the truth of the matter is that people will deal with things that they're more comfortable with versus than standing up for the word of God. Which I feel like we're at the brink of. of I feel like we're in the midst of revelations right now. Uh, we are very very close. It's, I, it's, I, we are very very close. But I will I will say this. Before you see what happens in Revelation chapter four through chapter eighteen, you will see you will see you will see God clean his house first. The word of the Lord to the nation is simply this clean I will that God is saying I will have a clean house and I will have it with you or I will have it without you. Right. That's simple. So whether you whether you want to believe it or not. Whether you like me or not, whether you hate me or not, it doesn't really matter. Because I'm telling you I'm telling you right now, and I would say this in the words of Rod Parsley, heaven's real, hell's hot, and eternity's long. Hmm. Because the bottom line the bottom line is simply this whether you're Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, green, peace, freedom makes no difference to me. Atheists don't care. Bottom line is simply this. Your last breath here is your first breath in eternity. Where are you going to spend it? Woo! 
powerful right there. The disciple weren't bringing nothing but the noise on KRP Radio Show, man. Let me ask you, brother. Yes, sir. Let me let me, let me rewind. That that was that was powerful right there. We got to remind me to get that as a soundbite, Keon. We got to soundbite <laughs> that. That was that was powerful, brother. Because it's true, man. Um, you know, I always say this to people who don't believe in Jesus. I always say this. I say, when you die, okay, when you leave here, mm-hmm. and you go on. Mm-hmm. According to what you believe, where are you going? And not I'm believing okay. in Jesus. No, well, not you. Not you. I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about okay. people who don't believe in Christ. I always say this to people who don't believe in Christ. When you die according to what you believe, if you don't believe like me, you're okay. According to you. But when I go away from here, according to what I believe, I'm going to heaven. I'm going I'm going to live on. I'm going to eternity. But if you don't believe like me, you got to suffer the consequences. So why gamble? Well, you got to do gamble? more than that. Why, you, why you, gamble? Oh, I agree. You you shouldn't have to gamble. I mean, l- let me tell you something. You have better odds in Vegas than messing with eternity. Amen. All right? The, that now as as far as whether they whether they believe me or not, if they think if they think they're going to be worm food, they're lying to themselves. Go back into Revelation 21. It says, the fearful, the unbelieving, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. When we understand that, see, what, we, what, what most human beings don't want to do is they don't want to, conf- they don't want to deal with truth. Because when truth is presented, you either have to accept it for what it is, or you have to reject it for what it is. Well, now today, most days people are are rejecting it, and and that goes to that goes with what I wanted to uh, what I just wanted to ask you is it's like you know I don't mean to make this a, a hawk on the homosexual or to get on the gay community show I don't, I don't do that because no, I, I, I feel like I don't have to I mean frankly I, I don't have to listen my position is I believe in Christ you know what Christ's law is you know what Christ's stance is and exactly. I love y'all regardless of whether you like it or not I just sure. want Excuse me. I just want you to do right by Christ, and people don't have to accept that. That's cool. You know, hey, you you got to live with that, not me. But just don't paint me as someone that hates you because I don't I don't hate anybody who falls short of the glory of God. I don't hate myself. I fall short all the time, so I definitely don't hate you for what you do and your hindrance. But you can't make me believe that your hindrance is truth. You can't make me believe that your activity. Of homosexuality is real. So anyway, I'm not, I don't. I don't even want to go there right now. All, I, I just want to ask you this, sir. How can we help folks who fall short in the glory of God that want help? Here's here's the thing you have to understand. As a believer, our responsibility is to preach the truth in season and out of season. Mm-hmm. It is the responsibility of the Holy Spirit to draw them. The Bible says that unless God draws man, he can't come. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. So you don't have you don't have you don't have you have the weight of beating people over the head to get them saved off. <laughs> you got that off of you. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not your responsibility to draw them. That is the Holy Spirit's job to draw them. All you have to do is speak the truth in love, speak it firmly, but speak it in love. And say, I love you enough to tell the truth. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Mm -hmm. I love you enough to tell you the truth, even if I risk 
hurting you and ruining the friendship. After it is said and done, you cannot say that I lied to you. Mm. You can't. So it's not about me jumping around and preaching hellfire and brimstone. I don't need to. Right. It's about me telling people the truth as the Spirit of God leads me. And it's their responsibility to hear the truth, number one, to accept the truth, number two. And if they can't accept the truth, either ask questions, A, or reject everything I said, B. And then from that point forward, it's between them and God. You are no longer in the picture. Now, if they go to you like Nicodemus and come back to you on the download at the dark of night and ask you what's up, then at that point you can get some more. <laughs> I like but that, until, man. But until that time, you tell the truth, you speak it in love, you stand firm on your convictions, you understand what you believe, why you believe, how you believe, and if they're accepted, if they are, are open to it, how they can accept what you believe. That is that is the responsibility of the believer. Our responsibility is not to preach hellfire and brimstone. That, those days are done. Now we we can still go out here and do it if if we're led by the Spirit to do it. Mm-hmm. But as far as all the other you know the tent revivals of the you know Charles Spurgeon the Finneys, you know who I'm talking about. I do. But those days are done. Those days are done. God wants us to talk to people. We don't have to shout at them. Mm. We don't. We don't have to shout at them. Now, mind you, you're going to come up. You're going to come against some people that got hard heads, and that's when a megaphone may be useful. And the big, the hardest heads I found sit in a pew every Sunday morning. Uh oh. We're gonna. You know. You know what? I got. I need to go to a commercial, and then I need to get Charlotte on the air. But I got. I got two more questions to ask you. Can you rock with me for a little bit? Absolutely. All right, hang on there, man. Charlotte, we'll get to you in a second. Folks, you're listening to the KIRP radio show, the number one black conservative radio show, talk radio show, southeastern United States. You guys know we do a B.I.G. Shout out to everybody out there, man. You guys are B.I.G. in my book. If you guys are listening on the phone, check us out online, www.kirpradioshow.com. That's how you can get us on the radio show. Uh, you can listen to the radio show via online. We're also on iTunes, baby. We do a B.I.G. on iTunes as I'm looking at my wife's beautiful face. I love you, baby. Anyway, um, check us out on iTunes, folks, man. We do a B.I.G. on there. The ratings are growing. It's getting bigger. We're growing. Appreciate all the love that you guys give us. If you're on Facebook, hit us up. Facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. You can also hit us up on Twitter. At symbol KIRP Radio Show is the show. At symbol NC Pudgy, that's me. Leave us a comment. Let us know. Leave a shout out. We'll try to get to you guys. And we'll rock with you, man. You B.I.G. in my book. We'll be right back with Charlotte, the Triad Super Saver. Check out her website, folks. Stretchingyourbudget.com. I guarantee you. No, no. You know what? I promise you, if you go to her website, there's a discount or a coupon or something on there for you right now. Check it out. StretchingYourBudget.com. We'll be right back. For 
all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at eight hundred four four two. 2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. tell a lot about our governor and lieutenant governor by the way they lead our state. We have great challenges facing us and need strong, courageous, visionary leadership to see us through. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina lieutenant governor. As an architect, senior partner, and office president of the state's largest design firm, I was accustomed to solving complex problems for my clients. Architects are creative problem solvers, and that's what we need more of in Raleigh. And we need more business leaders, not more politicians. Over the past 10 months, I've visited the majority of the counties in North Carolina multiple times. I've traveled over 80,000 miles, listened to thousands of North Carolinians share their solutions to the challenges we face. Did you know North Carolina ranks 41st in the nation in K-12 education, 36th in graduation rate, 43rd in unemployment, 38th in business tax climate, 42nd in illegal immigration? This is just not acceptable. I believe it's time to look at the failed policies of our current governor and lieutenant governor and demand real leadership for North Carolina. As your next lieutenant governor, I will tackle these issues head on and provide the strong, courageous, and visionary leadership needed to lead our state through these challenging times. Over the next few months, I'll be sharing solutions to these challenges, and I hope you will take the time to share them with your friends and family and give me your feedback. I believe we can turn America around. And I believe we should start right here in North Carolina. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor, and I ask for your support. Run, Forrest, run!
Derrick Rose, man. Shout out to Adidas. Guys do a B.I.G. Shout out to my man Dan Forrest. Folks, if you guys don't know who to vote for for Lieutenant Governor, Lieutenant Governor, all you got to do is ask yourself, do I even know who my Lieutenant Governor is now? <laughs> People try to people try to uh, debate with you about you know about the candidate you support and you know I, I often tell people about Dan Forrest because I like that guy man I'm de- that that man has earned the vote of all North Carolinians he's been back and forth and back and forth all across the state at least three times already and has met with you know man anybody and their mama I mean no specific groups no particular targets, just anybody who wants to meet the guy, anybody who want to come around, any way he's going to be. Met his campaign staff, met his campaign manager, a lot of supporters out there. I mean, these are some beautiful people. Even met his wife and his kids. And it was just like talking to any yo body on the street, just any regular person. And if you look at his values and you look at where he was as a business owner, I mean, just a regular guy who owned the business, who knows how to manage employees, lived through the recession as an architect, which is crazy. I don't even know how you could do that with the way things are going out here right now. But anyway, Dan Forrest is a guy, man. I hope you guys vote for him. I'm going to vote for him. Conservative gentleman, true believer of Jesus. Man definitely holds it down. Beautiful family. And he's an advocate for small business and getting rid of some of these stupid laws and these stupid problems and these stupid things that you got to go through to create a business in North Carolina. They put you around the ringer. So talking with Dan, he understands that there's some things out here that are in the way that are, that are, are, are like stock stop holes and that stops us from being able to create our business out here. And I'm definitely a businessman and I'm definitely voting for Dan Forrest. But anyway, right now, right this minute, this is the woman that I got on the show that I'm going to vote for. She's going to be the secretary of receipts. Or, or the secretary of uh, of couponing, and her name is Charlotte Holder. <laughs> Stop tripping, <laughs> Charlotte. We're gonna vote for you for secretary of couponing. What do you think about that? We create a spot. That that sounds really cool. I think I can handle that. <laughs> okay, let's let's write the governor. No, we're gonna write the president. We're gonna write Obama. Oh drama. We're gonna be like President Obama. <laughs> we need a secretary. I mean, hell, he created a, a green czar. That we had to pay for in Van Jones, so hell, why can't they create a secretary of a coupon? At least we'll save something. Yeah, a real you? financial advisor, right? <laughs> I like that. See, that's what I'm talking about. And that's what you would be, a financial advisor. You you advise people. <laughs> See, you know what? That That's your new title for the show, our financial advisor. Welcome to the show, Charlotte Holder, folks. How are you, Charlotte? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I keep getting hoarse, though, man. I think I'm going to have to go check this out. It's all that football. <laughs> yeah, it is still football season. And see, the people that love me know, they know I'm on the football field yelling at them youngins. And I can't believe I'm saying youngins now, but I am. I think I'm molding to my grandfathers every day. <laughs> youngins. Wow. As kids grow up, the older we feel, right? <laughs> Amen to that, man. So, Charlotte, how's your week been and uh, your family, anyway? Um, It's been pretty good been slow actually mm-hmm. my week went by slow my weekend by went by really fast as usual so <laughs> well that that doesn't change for any of us out there it seems like the weekends are definitely slow Charlotte, what do you what do you got for us this weekend man what this sunday to start our week off with right um well i thought that i would share a couple of um money saving tips around the house 
a few that we've implemented into our family recently and just a few, you know, good to know things that we do um, on a regular basis around our house. So, um, you want me to get started? You ready? Yeah, we ready. Let's do it. I got my pen right. ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, one of the things we do all the time is we wash um, our clothes in cold water. Um, the only thing that I do on warm water is our towels and stuff, but um, everything else we wash in cold water. Um, number one, this is important for my family because um, if any of you have ever met my husband, which most of you haven't, but Pudgy knows, he's 6'5", so we have trouble with things shrinking and him having sleeves too short and pants too short. <laughs> so we we wash things in cold water, number one, so that they don't shrink. But number two, it saves on your um, electric bill about, um, you know, washing in cold water. So it's it's got a dual purpose, but it's something that's very important. Um, and they also sell laundry detergent now for cold water, um, which helps as well. So um, definitely, like, number one, we do that all the time. Another thing that we've done recently, um, last in the last two months, we have switched from um, cable TV to basic cable. So, um, you know, before we were paying like $120 a month for internet and um, cable, and now we are down to $45 a month for internet and basic cable. So um, huge savings right there, and that pretty much covers another bill. Um, So, you know, it does get a little bit tiresome looking through the same channels. So we got... Hulu Plus, kind of like Netflix, but Netflix is more movies. Hulu Plus is more TV shows. So, you know, I can watch current shows that just came on the day before. They're always a day late, so the next day I'm I'm able to watch anything that just came out. Um, And that's only $7.99 a month. And I I can download the um, app to my iPhone, to my iPad, and I can watch TV basically wherever there's Wi-Fi. So it's really convenient. Um, and then we can also watch it on our TV. So, um, you know, we pay the $45 for basic cable, seven ninety nine a month, and we've saved a ton of money. So it's definitely something for you guys to look into. Um, another thing that I would recommend is um, catching your – just getting like a old trash can – and kind of making like a, a rain barrel, and you just basically just collect the rainwater, and you can water your plants and stuff with rainwater instead of using water from the spigot. Um, you know, we have a lot of plants and stuff in our house, and if we try to water everything, our water bill goes sky high. So, um, just recycling the water, you know, that God gives us from the rain, is a great way to you know save on money and you know not run up your water bill. Um, and then another really cool thing that I found is, you know, there's something that you're looking for, maybe it's furniture or, um, you know, anyhow, anything that you're looking for out there and you don't have the money to spend, um, there's a really neat website. It's called freecycle.org. And basically you just find, you type in the city and state that you live in, you sign up, it's for, it's free, um, and you can search for anything, and people are giving away items. So um, my I have a friend of mine. She's gotten a stroller from there. She's gotten, um, a, like, a their whole kitchen table and chairs, 
and it was like really nice stuff. So it's kind of like Goodwill, but not you don't have to pay for it, and it's local. So um, it's similar to a Craigslist, if you guys are familiar with that. Um, only difference is you have to pay for the stuff that you buy from Craigslist. Free cycle, everything is completely free. Um, it could be services that someone's offering. It could be free mulch for your yard. Um, so, I mean, basically anything that you want to ask for, you can search and see if anybody's got that listed, and and they have to be able to give it for free. That's the rule. So, um, that's definitely one way for you know anybody to save money. Um, and then you can give back by giving stuff that you have for free and and posting it on there as well. So, there's things that you're not using. Um, our rule we try to do is if you haven't touched it in six months, you don't need it, so get rid of it. Mm. Um, so those are just a few quick ways to um, save money around your house. And, uh, try, you know, with that savings, I'm a huge advocate of paying something off and getting rid of your debt. So don't just spend it because you have the extra money and waste it away. Do something good with that money. So that's it. <laughs> Or they could just send it to me. Um, yeah, or give it away. <laughs> yeah, hey, hit me up, 619-638-8559. We'll work out the details. <laughs> I'm definitely taking all donations right now. Ha! Call me Pastor, Pastor Take a Donation. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's free Cycle. Mm-hmm. I love that site. I've actually Have helped. Have you used it before? Well, I sponsored a kid on there because uh, I noticed that I got a a, a free cycle message about um, a woman that was asking. Anyway, I'm not even going to put folks out there like that. I I, I helped somebody out through free cycle, and I never really looked at it as a way of of help, you know, through the community, but I guess you could use it for that. So, you know, if there's somebody out there who's in need for, like, sneakers or clothes or, you know, school supplies or whatever you might need – I guess you could post it on there. I don't know if it's against the rules or not, but, you know, hey, I found it, and and that was a good way to help somebody out. And, uh, you know, so that's what we did. Shout-out to Adidas, too, because they helped me out with that, too. Definitely B.I.G. shout-out to Adidas um, to help for having the family out. But, um, yeah, Free Cycle is is a good tool to use when you want to sell things or, you know, maybe you have things that you want to get rid of or sometimes your junk is another man's treasure. That's what I've heard before, so... Or, or that's a saying that I've heard before, so it, it holds true with sites like FreeCycle or eBay or, you know, things of that nature. And uh, the thing about FreeCycle is, though, I just want to throw a tip out there to people. If you join FreeCycle, create a new email address specifically <laughs> yeah. for FreeCycle. No matter what you think, it's not going to be that good. I can monitor it. I check my email every day. Don't play the fool. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't take a chance. Just create yourself a new email, and and that's an easier way to monitor FreeCycle because it is a great tool. It is something that's very you know useful. So you know that's just my little tip too. You know I'm I'm being Charlotte right now. I'm Charlotte's assistant throwing some <laughs> tips out there, baby. Yeah. That I mean that's important. I I tell everybody, especially for you guys that coupon, um, when you you know some of the sites you sign up for to get a coupon. I have a separate email account just for that, yeah. so that my regular email does not get full with them sending me offers all the time. So that's always a good rule of thumb to create a separate email. So It's not a bad idea. I like that. And I will 
I, I, I try my best to practice washing clothes in cold water because I'm a little bit tall, too, and I don't like my clothes shrink, shrunk, shrink, shrunk, shrunk. Is that the right? How do you say that? Do you say, I don't like my clothes shrunk? Is that right? Like, honey, like, I shrunk? Well, it depends on what context you use it. You don't like for your clothes to shrink or you don't like to have shrunken clothes. See, folks, this, this is the only place you can get a couponing session. Uh, you can get a little bit of church. You you can get a grammar lessons, spelling lessons, right. man. See, that's why you got to love the KRP radio show because you get a little bit of everything, man. You get some anger. You get some politics. You get it all, man. Homeschool. So, yeah. So, anyway, shout out to everybody out there listening, man, to the financial segment from our financial advisor, our coupon czar, Charlotte, from StretchingYourBudget.com. And... Triad Super Saver. Check her out, folks, if you're on Facebook. Triad Super Saver. Like this woman. Share her statuses. Share her coupons. Share her deals. It's not a hoax. It is real. It's a good link. It's not a hoax like like what we found out we got on Facebook on here where folks are sending mass messages and liking nasty pictures and all that under our name. That's not us. If you get something, folks, out there from me on Facebook, don't open it. If it's a mass message, it ain't me. Anyway, anyway sorry. That's off my soapbox. But Charlotte. Give us a shout-out, man. You know, that's what we do. Uh, shout-out for my in-laws. They're watching the kids right now, so I can be on here and chatting with you guys. Man, I'm going to bring my kids to your in-laws because they B.I.G. Shout-out to your in-laws. They are B.I.G. Ask them do they want to start in five to watch because, you know, we could use a break. We're about to go on a cruise here in a few, so we might have to holler at your Lucky. in-laws. Lucky. <laughs> Hey, man, you know what? That's a good thing to be fortunate like that. It's a good thing to have some assistance like that. And, uh, you know, everybody needs a break once in a while. So B.I.G., seriously, a B.I.G. shout-out to your in-laws and definitely a B.I.G. shout-out to you and your husband, Charlotte, because you guys do big things. You're always helping. So much love to you guys. Well, thank you. (laughs) You know what? Moving along, moving along. We're going to bring back my brother, the disciple one. I appreciate you rocking with us, brother. Holding on with us and uh, listening to our financial advisor, our, yeah. our uh, coupon czar. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was digging. I was digging on that, but I would I would say a word of caution. What's that? Here's here's the word of caution. She brought up something about saving the rainwater, and that's a cool thing. But check your laws in oh, the yeah, state yeah. of Oregon. My lock it you is up. Illegal to do so. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? That's crazy. What's Be, wrong with people? I just I just want to throw that out there. It's illegal to do so in the state of Oregon. There's a man right now who's in an appellate court who's God. fighting that. Oh just to God. let your listeners know, if you got listeners in Oregon, be careful. See, man, this is the stuff that we're talking about. Like, th- this is part of the reason why we have this show, so we can talk about all this ridiculous ridiculousness out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is crazy. Like, why it in is. the world can you save rainwater? Somebody tell me why it's illegal to save rainwater. Why do they want to lock you up and throw you in jail or fine you for saving rainwater? Please because, help me out here. Oh, for some oddball reason, the judge thinks thinks the rainwater falls under eminent domain. <laughs> oh my God! So therefore, so, therefore, you don't have a right to go ahead and collect it. I mean, Man. I think it's I think it's uh, BS, but crazy. That's that's what they're thinking. And you, and this guy, there's a guy. I think it's in. He's in Medford. Went to the courts 
court shot him down. So now he's either at the state Supreme Court or the U.S. Supreme Court's going to hear it, one or the other. But oh it's, it's real. It's real. It's real. But why does it but, – but think about it. Judges are either elected or appointed, and they're elected – they're either elected directly by the people right. or they're appointed by the governor. Absolutely. But how did those people get elected? They got elected based on a worldview. Man, we're in some, you know, moving along. I, I'm not, I ain't going to spend no more time now. I, I wanted to get to this. Time's running I short. Just, I just had to throw that in there, bro. Man, see, you messing with me, brother, because you knew I was going to. Okay, folks, listen. Serious. We got, we got to get serious here for a second because this is a very, very tragic story. And reading this story, as I shed a tear down my face, um, because I am human and I do have kids and I do have a daughter. This story spawned a lot of discussion with me and, and among friends and a lot of email commentary back and forth. And, and it really probably drove the topic of the show, even though we went off. You guys know how we do. I mean, it's real life over here. And um, I don't know if anybody's heard about the Amanda Todd story. And uh, I'm going to read it off here. So, you know, bear with me just a second as I read this story off. And uh, basically, though, this is a story about a young teen. It's it's a bullying story. And, you know, I'm I'm a little bit, well, not a little bit. I, I'm from the old school. I'm, I may be 33, but I grew up with older people. Like my a lot of my friends are 55 or 48 or things like that. And um, so I, I look at life a little bit different. Uh, maybe a little bit more hard than than some others would. So at times I have to remind myself that, you know, Pete, sometimes you got to get with the times. And, you know, I, I accept that. But anyway, the Amanda Todd story, this is a this is a story about a young girl from Vancouver who was bullied. And uh, let me just read it. Amanda Todd, a Vancouver area teenager who posted a story to YouTube last month about being cyber bullied, was found dead Wednesday night in Colquintlam, Canada. Authorities believe she committed suicide. Amanda's video tells a heart-wrenching story of the bullying she was subjected to both online and off. In the seventh grade, she begins sharing a message on cue cards. She and it goes on to quote, I would go out with friends, I would go with friends onto web on the webcam to meet and talk to new people. At one point a stranger flattered her into flashing on the camera. Flashing. Uh one year later a man contacted her on Facebook threatening to send around the picture of her topless if she didn't put on a show. Terrifyingly, the stranger knew everything about her, her address, her school, friends, relatives, the name of her family members. Soon, her naked her naked photo had been forwarded to everybody she knew. Uh, Amanda developed anxiety, depression, anxi and anxiety disorders. Uh, she says in the video, followed by a path into drugs and alcohol. Um, she changed schools and found a new group of friends in an effort to leave behind the bullies. Then the man contacted the face, created a Facebook profile using her uncensored photo as his profile picture. She cried every night, lost all of her friends. And uh, I guess it, it quotes her saying, uh, I cried every night, lost all of my friends and respect people have for me. Again, then nobody liked me. She wrote in a video, soon after the bullying started again, she began to cut herself. Amanda moves to yet another school where, again, a boy flirting with her. Um, and then a group of girls 
from her first school came and they beat her up. Kids filmed it, she writes. I was all alone and left on the ground. Teachers ran over, but I just went and laid in a ditch, and my dad found me. When she went home with her dad, she began. She drank bleach in an attempt to kill herself, but was saved after being rushed to an area hospital. Amanda's bullying continued despite moving to a new city. Antidepressants and counseling did little to combat the severe depression that she had. Uh, the description on a YouTube video reads, I'm struggling to stay in the world because everything just touches me so deeply. I'm not doing this for attention. I'm doing this to be an inspiration to show that I can be strong. I did things to myself to make pain go away because I'd rather hurt myself than someone else. Haters are haters, but please don't hate, although I'm sure I'll get them anyway. I hope I can show you guys that everyone has a story and that everyone's future will be bright one day. You just got to pull through. I'm still here, aren't I? That's what she wrote in her YouTube uh, she also went on to say, it's a, I'm sorry, they quote, it's a very sad case. Uh, the high school she moved to in Colquitlam told the Vancouver Sun that it's a very, very sad case and that they're sorry that there's nothing more that they could do, but they tried and did everything that was in their power to help her when she came to them. She was the, she was quite connected at the school. Uh, the staff and the students here are very much impacted, and uh, she had very strong ties to the school and the staff. A Facebook page titled Rest in Peace Amanda titled uh, Amanda Amanda Michelle Todd had nearly 11,000 likes at the time of this writing. The wall features countless messages of condolences, and it goes on and on and on and on um, with comments and, and people posting different things about this little girl and what she went through. Now, a lot of different emotion came out of me into reading this. A, l a little bit of anger, uh, a, a little bit uh, hurt, I guess. And I think for the large part of this story, I look at this and I go, and, and, and people are going to criticize me for this, but it is what it is. It ain't the first time. But I look at this and I go, this all spawned from lack of parenting in her household. And I know people aren't going to like that. I know people don't agree with it. I know people aren't going to appreciate it. But let me tell you this, guys. Let me let me share this with you as a parent. Let me share this right here with you. If you aren't monitoring your kids on web cameras no. in your own household, if you aren't monitor, monitoring it and cutting it short and keeping an eye on what's going on right in front of you, do not be surprised on what's going on behind your back, behind the scenes. There's no way in hell that my daughter, who's in the seventh grade, is going to webcam friends for or in her room or in an uncontrolled environment because I know kids are fast and I know kids will do what they will do. I was a kid before just like everybody else out there. Kids will be influenced to do things that they don't really want to do, but to seem cool, they'll do it. I understand that too. So as a parent... We have to do our best job to cut some of these opportunities down. I'm not saying that it's not going to happen. God knows I hope and pray it doesn't happen to me. Well, my daughter feels that she doesn't get enough love from daddy, that she got to show herself to some stranger on a webcam. First of all, I hope and pray that that doesn't happen. But second of all, I'm not going to allow the time lapse where I'm not giving her the attention to find out what's going on with the webcam or webcaming friends in her household. Definitely not in her room. What do you think about all this, Disciple One? As tragic as it is, 
and it is tragic. I agree with what you what I agree with what you said. That we live in a day and age where it is socially permissible for a parent to be a child's friend and not their parent. Mm. Mm-hmm. I uh it it is it is something it is something that and I, and I would say it to and I would say it to those who are listening and they are and they're in their 20s and they're in their teens and they and they may not have experience they they, they think like we used to think that you know we're young we can live forever yeah i would say to you this to air is human but video is forever absolutely it's uh it's unfortunate and and I'm not putting the blame on her death or her suicide on her parents, but I think not showing the proper attention to to something. That, to me, webcamming is extreme, and that's why I said what I said before going into the stories that maybe I got to get with the times a little bit because to me, webcamming for a seventh seventh grader. Is is a little bit forward. Well, that, you, that's just you me, made though. the point. You made the point in the beginning of your monologue. People are wilding out. Why are why are why are seventh graders flashing their undeveloped bodies at strange men they don't know 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 about because they right. see their parents do it. Mm. When you go out there and you let it all hang out on Twitter, as you so eloquently put it. Would you not expect your children to find out what you did? Like I said, to air is human, but video is forever. We Perfect know example is this yeah. person is this is this stalker who captured something that you did one time for five seconds mm-hmm. and plastered it so the entire planet can see it. Never put nothing on a social media that you're not willing to stand behind or stand up for. Wow, that's a that's that's a that's a great point right there. Let me go to a call out of the three three six. Hang with me, disciple one. Go right. to a call out of the three three six, man. Uh, Eight oh two. You're you're the only three three six call on the air. Man, I just got in the queue, and you would select my name, or select my number. Yeah, I knew it was you, brother. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good, man. This this is my partner for for the rest of the world to know. This is my partner, my brother in Christ, my brother Ace Kun Boon, as they say. Um, my partner in the Loving Father Society, and uh, I love being a black father. We, that's our initiative. That's our our nonprofit. We we drive that. Rashad, what say you, brother? Not much, man. I was listening in and out. Uh, you know, doing the daddy thing. Giving daughter a bath, getting the kids ready, preparing for tomorrow, um, getting my school work done, my wife getting her school work done. So we kind of busy around. Right? But I was listening in the entire time, in and out. And I think I just heard the last part of um, you talking about the young lady who went so much, went through so much, and uh, you know all that happened to her. And um, firsthand, at in the beginning, it is. And let me first, of all, I'm sorry, let me introduce, uh, speak to Disciple One. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. 
I'm doing well, okay. sir. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Um, it starts with parenting, and from the story which I heard, I think it, it absolutely does start with parenting. Um, the social networking and Twitter, Facebook, webcam, Skype, Uvu, whatever you call it. If your parents don't know what those are, you need to get with the times. Absolutely. Amen. But you need to, it starts there. It starts from home. It starts from what you know your kids are doing. Um, you, I think my kids probably think I'm the hardest dad sometimes, but I want to know everything you're doing. From the rooter to the tooth, I want to know everything. Um, it even starts with cell phones. Even, you know, with the with the social media, you start with cell phones. Cell phones are a major part of how kids communicate these days. They rarely talk on the phone, so texting and things like that are, are their means of communication. Yeah. Uh, my sons have telephones, and they rarely, they rarely talk on the phone. All they do is text. And I have this thing where you can't erase any text on that phone until I read through those texts. And if I find out you read the, you racism text, then you're gonna have a problem because I want to know what you're talking about. Um, and it's a way that you will find. And I know that, and I'm known with uh, working with other kids in, in church and things like that. That you have to know what these kids are talking about. Um, if it's not just texting, it's things they're speaking, the language, the lingo. You have to know these things. And if you're not being a parent and keeping up with those things, then you're out of the loop. And some, and what could happen to the little girl what can happen to your child. Wow, man. It's, 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 it's a lot nowadays. I mean, I, I, I never realized. Until I told my wife about it. We decided on getting my sons a phone, and I knew that once they got that phone, it would take them to another level. Even though, you know, I have my my boys are pretty decent, but it takes them to another level. And they're sitting right here, so they can't hear me, so no one. <laughs> but it, it takes them to another level as far as, um you know, being out being amongst the world, being amongst uh, their friends and doing things in which their friends do, peer pressure and things of that nature. And, and it does that. Um, you know, they beg for a phone, beg for a phone, but I knew the I knew the repercussions behind that. They're and they're fourteen. So, you know, they're in ninth grade, they want the phone, communicate. But my thing was I pick I take you where you need to go, I pick you up, you're hardly ever away from me. But you know, you want I want to give them some independence and um sure. they're very nice they're very good kids. They Yeah. Yeah. On the roles, and I don't have any problems on them. But like I say, it's, it's it's just that you have to. We don't. I love my boys. I love my kids. But we're not friends at the day end of the day. And I love them. We're not buddy buddy friends. Where you know you can say anything to me. You can do anything, and I and we can talk about anything. You want to have to have a level of respect, and it, it starts there. Get your head busted. That's what I always say. Get your head busted. You want to, because daddy'll bust your head wide open. It's like this, man. Um, you you can't be you you can't be the type of friend with your child to the point where they feel like there are no repercussions to their actions. Right. And and in my house, and I know Rashad in your house, and and most people that I know, I can't even say that anymore, man, because most of the parents are living reckless out here. But the truth of the matter is, when your your child's got it, your child has to know that I cannot by any means do A, B, C, and D. Whatever it is, whatever your values are in your home, whatever values you preach, whatever morals you talk about, your kids got to know that there's no way, your daughter should know that there's no way in this world that I can pull my shirt off and flash somebody because if my daddy, forget what everybody else sees, forget what the school's going to laugh at me about, forget what the teacher or, any, or even my mama, if my daddy see this, He's going to kill me. 
or I'm going to let him down to the point where I can't face him anymore. See, so it, it, you got to know, you got to, you got to teach this stuff, man. You got to teach this stuff in your household, and you got to love your kids. Fathers, that's why we have the Loving Father Society. I love being a black father. My brothers, you have to love your children. You have to be that loving man for your daughters. You have to be the resemblance of the man that one day she's going to want to be with. Because oh, if you're preach. not showing her, Amen. who's going to show who that'll she's going to look at? You know, who who your daughter really looking at to say, you know what, man? I hope one day I have somebody treat me like that. Is she looking at the dude that's beating up her mom and saying, you know, I want a guy like that one day? Or, or this is acceptable, at least this will be acceptable for me one day? Is, she, is that what she's saying? Or the guy that's in and out of the house back and forth, or Harley home, or shows her no attention? We got to preach it and teach it and live it at the same time because these kids are watching. So they got to know that it's not okay to do A, B, C, and D. Now, I'm not saying, Lord knows, my heart goes out to those parents. I'm not saying they didn't do everything in their power. And and I'm not saying that it's their fault that their child is dead now and gone away from them. God knows I'm not. But what I am saying is to all the other parents out there, minimize that free time, man. Take some of that free time up. And I know it's going to take your time. I know you're tired from work. I know you're sick and tired of this. And you, you maybe you have two jobs. And I know you got to wash clothes. I, I get it. I understand real life. I know there's a lot of things behind the scenes that you got to go through. But you got to minimize that free time that they have with other kids out there. Let them interact in school, find the extracurricular things that they have to do, and then bring them home and spend time with them. Talk to your children, folks. Talk, 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 and teach. Do not let your children go untaught and untalked to and untaught. Now, I'm going to sound like an old man, and I am, and I don't care. But my third grade teacher says something that. I can't. I still can't believe I actually remember this. But she used to tell. She used to go out here and tell the class. An idle mind is a devil's workshop. And it is. It, it, it is. It absolutely is. I'm amazed that I can still think about it, and it's it's uh it, it's it's amazing. But it's the, she was speaking the absolute truth, and I was in third grade. Mm. An idle mind is a devil's workshop. You need to talk to your kids. And like like I said, it, it's you can't be a friend of your children. Being a friend of your children, that's when they're 20, 30, and 40. Then you can be a friend to them. But when they're living in your roof, you need to be a parent. Better leave it. you got to be a parent. And it even goes back to what I said in the book of Proverbs. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. If it means you, if it means you got to go ahead and tax them, Gotta go tax them. Gotta give give them what I call a taste of leather. You know what I'm saying? No doubt about that. Absolutely. My my youngest knows something about that too. Yeah, no right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I mean you know, they all I, know. I, I, yeah. And and believe me, and because we live in a, in a surveillance society, I anything that comes into the house is mine. I have I have full access. So if it meant if it means cell phone comes in the house, I have full access. Yeah. And if you don't want to give it to me willingly, then I'll find a way to get to it. Wow. Well, because you know because their safety is my priority. 
because right. God was the one who gave them to me. Amen. Well, listen. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rashad. I was going to say that a lot of things. I mean, a lot of what my parents are coming from is fear. I mean, I don't. I don't say I'm absolutely parent out of fear, but I parent out of fearing that others won't. You know, look at. I do. Let me say that again. I do fear that you know things that you don't want your kids to go astray or to, to do things wrong or to be hurt by anyone else and. You know, you tell you teach them things so they won't harm themselves, and you and you don't want to see them go through things or be hurt or you know those things like that. But the society today is it's rough, and it's it's a lot worse than when I grew up. It's a lot easier, it's fast, it's faster, but it's rough because they have so many things they can get into without even having to leave the home. Yeah, exactly. That's why I I believe in key loggers on your computers. Yeah, I got no and, problem with that. Mm-hmm. Now, now yo, right. I I I believe in I believe in going out here and pulling up and pulling up phone records. Going going to your cell, your cell phone provider, say hit every time this, every time this this uh this per, this number sends a text, inbox me. Talk yeah. to your cell phone provider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm for all of that when it when it comes to your kids because we that, can't That's what I'm saying for your for your children. For your children Man. that are living in your house that are un- that are that are under the age of eighteen, they're minor children. It's it's a different world out here, folks. You Absolutely, know, it's a different a, world. Reading that story, she said a, a stranger, an, an adult stranger, really drove this this young woman, this young girl, to uh, commit suicide. That and and you know, I, I read the story and they said they did everything in their power, but. You know, I I believe in a higher power. I believe in a greater power, and and the power that I believe in is Jesus Christ, and and those are the type of things that you take to the off altar, and and that you live in prayer, and you and you call your pastors, and you call your members, and your brothers and your sisters. I don't care who you call. You call anybody that can get a prayer, in and people that can't get a prayer, and you let them try. But those are things you pray about, and and you get you get the the, the attention from a higher power outside of just school counselors and administrators and, you know, people in the neighborhood, not saying that there's not a, a position in the flesh and a p- position in life that they have to take that, that's, not, that's not beneficial. I get that. They are beneficial. They do have jobs. But I'm just saying when it when it becomes that strong and that powerful that you have to go pick your daughter up from laying in a ditch because she's embarrassed, that's you, that you need to take to the altar, that you need to ask God about. Rashad, you got to give some shout-outs, brother. We got one minute and the show is over. I want to give a shout out to my to my wife first off. Yep. My age, boom, coon, my right hand, my everything. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to my son, uh, my daughter. A shout out to my partner in crime, Pete yep. Rilla. Yeah. So you know, and everybody else, you know, that's trying to be parents out here, that's trying to do what they need to do or, or are doing what they need to do in order to make sure that their kids are washed over and taken care of. So. Um, that was my shout-outs, man. I just appreciate it. Uh, that's it. No doubt, man. Blessings to you, brother. And, uh, you know, we'll be in touch in tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll be talking in a while. Disciple One, you got some shout-outs for me, brother? 
Yeah, got a couple shout-outs, man. Got to my boy, uh, Pastor Vince Elam, out of Restoration Urban, Urban Ministries, out in Champaign, Illinois. And yeah. my girl, to, my, yeah. my girl Talitha McGeechan, out there in Atlanta, next Pulitzer Prize winner. You holla at your boy, girl. I know that's right, man. Shout-out to Talitha, man. Definitely shout-out to Pastor Elam, man, out there. What, what's his, what's, how do you say his name again? Pastor Vince Elam. His, his Vince church Elam. is called right. Restoration Urban Ministries, out oh, in yeah. Champaign, Illinois. Pro-life, baby. I'm familiar with them. They gets down. We gets down. Pro-life all the way. So shout out to those guys, those guys, man. And, and De- Disciple One, definitely B.I.G. Shout out to you, man. And, you know, like I told you before, you got a home here, brother. Anytime, any place, uh, I'm going to get my folks to add you. Got, if you're on Facebook, we need to know so we can all get right. my folks to add you to the blog because, you know, we anytime you write about something, we like for it to be on KRP so our fans will know. All right, man. I'll go ahead and I'll do that. I appreciate you, brother, and take care. And next Sunday... Maybe we'll hear from you then. All right, man. You take it easy. Y'all have a good one now. All right. You too, brother. Shout out to everybody out there, man. All you listeners out there, you are B-I-G in my book. Appreciate you guys for rocking with the KRP Radio Show. Don't forget, man, Lieutenant Governor, we voting for Dan Forrest on this side because, you know, he's about the business, holding us down and doing his thing. Shout out to my ace coon boy, my wife, my second half, always holding me down. And all you guys out there who make this show the number one black conservative talk radio show southeast in the United States, baby. We do a B.I.G. next Sunday. We got quite the event for you. I won't announce it yet. Make sure you guys tune in. www.krpradioshow.com. Twitter, Facebook. It's all KRP, baby. Look for us. Next Sunday, same time, same place. 8 p.m. next Sunday, baby. We do it again. One love. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real Only gon' recognize, still, still I reckon I will Like we always do with this time I go for mine, I get to shine Now throw your hands